Welcome. Welcome. Hello. This is my show. My only show. I just can't even with myself right now. Let's babble about time. I babble wherever I can, whenever I can, however I can. This is N.E. Unleashed. Now without further ado. Let's just jump right into it. Welcome back, everybody. This here is part two of my discussion with Megan on being an ENFJ and public perception. Let's see what else Megan has to say. And I hope you guys enjoy. I don't understand why people say that, you know, like, it doesn't really matter. Um, I just think so. So for this is kind of related. But mm-hmm. uh, Crystal, who's an ENFP, she told me that when she feels SE, all she feels is her SI experience, and it feels like ten times what it probably does in the moment. Actually, and I agree. That... I was actually had a great conversation with um, Katie, um, the, mm-hmm. and with Katie, who's who is SE, like second. It's fascinating because we brought up how I say that I like empty space. You know, like I like the there's an empty space in this world that I like because I fill it with my imaginary ideas. SE doesn't. It's like it's almost like the liquid that fills the the container. It's it's there and it pushes mm-hmm. me out. And mm-hmm. it's not that it's a bad thing per se. It's just that I will definitely feel the push, and I don't push back as in any ego. Like it's it's just not my gig. I would rather instead push around or like pull around. It's always the around, mm-hmm. the alternative, the everything. Um, I guess for folks who are ego, like any you know high tier any. Um, or high tier SI, let's say, would have no choice but feel because they don't feel like there is an alternative other than <clears throat> the alternative, um, and it's like we can't. We it's not that we can't like we can't push back. Almost um, we don't do that, and it's it's like a reality almost like a reality check, especially if a person's never experienced SE in their lifetime. Um, that it's such a shock to be invaded because it feels like push even though you're literally just standing nothing is filled in a room like <laughs> so actually it's all perception else I wanna, <laughs> something else i want to bring up though about that mm-hmm. is that i've been wondering about how culture impacts that and oh. you know how we're raised and stuff because i come from a pretty large loud italian american family full of extroverts I was raised by an ENFJ dad who told me I could be anything I set my mind to. I was raised, you know, with people talking over one another and it being okay. Gotcha. Um, Everyone had some sort of decent SE. Like, we were all, like, EJs, most of us. Mm -hmm. So, like, even the ESJs had, like, demonstrative SE. You know, um, I don't know. Like, I – we would go to, like – we would go out to eat and there would be 20 of us and we would be laughing, talking. And so sometimes when I go out to eat with people and they're like, oh, we should be quiet because there's other people eating. I'm like, yeah, but we're out. If they wanted to not hear us, they should have eaten at home. Like if you're out, you're allowed to be out. <laughs> like that's just like sort of an assumption I have. And I don't know if that's an Italian thing or if it's just being raised by extroverts. But I mean, I'm definitely... It's shocking when I realize that. It's funny because it's like like I can, coming from a family that's of two different ends, like my dad's side is very chill and 
relaxed and peaceful, and then my mom's side is very dramatic and like. You know, you have one end which are betas, the other end are deltas and alphas. It's just like this, this chaos. Um, I get to see like both you know, I ends. Also, <laughs> I also grew up in a family of politicians. Oh wait, that's so, right. I forgot about that. So um, it's also sort of this understanding of like, if you don't like something about how society is run, do something about it. Don't complain. Or like explain yourself, like, right? Like if you if you have a solution, present your solution or something. And I I grew up. I that's why I mean I am really not cool with people lying and like defamation and stuff I've seen like I mean my dad was running for office since before I was born he has a whole he's an ENFJ he has a whole um binder full of negative lies and ads like literal propaganda that were mm-hmm. made about him mm-hmm. and you know whatever but like my dad always taught me and I believe this is that like people want to complain and like he's not doing it perfectly but nobody could but the reality is they could have run for office if they think they can do it better why aren't they running and so that's just sort of a key thing that i believe as well i agree i think i've had there's this person that came up to me one time and presented this question of like how do you call yourself chosen and i'm like it's not chosen in the sense that like I'm trying to pride myself in some aspect or some ego thing. I said we were all chosen. Like yeah. We were all picked. That's why is that so hard to accept that it was open the invitation to be amazing and powerful is open to everybody. That is not Yes. There's no no one has a monopoly on that. If you see somebody being powerful it's because they actually reached out and got it. That's literally all I they had to do. I just don't have a competitive I don't have a competitive <laughs> bone in my body. I wonder, though, because there are things like, for example, um, I was reading up on how any people will have a tendency to do shady things because um, and I'm just I'm just inferring from what I read Mm -hmm. that because we lack SE, we would have no choice but to do shady things because it's what gets us forward because we don't actually have the power. That's sneaky. We'll have to be sneaky because we don't have the power to push it, Um, which is what worries me having you know gotten that from a paragraph that i was like okay well that doesn't sound ethically correct you know like yeah fine i have a tendency yeah, but to it's be also sneaky. not <laughs> like... yeah but you can also on the other end say that se can sort of push people to do things they don't want to do or something exactly um what so, my point that i want to yeah. make though was um i was like okay well i have to start taking a page out of other quadras you know i have to take it start mm-hmm. taking a page and learning the wisdom i could get from the other people because if this is incorrect or if this is wrong on a moral sense, then what is the alternative? And even if the alternative is uncomfortable, I can't use that as an excuse of, well, I don't want to do it because Absolutely. I can't. It's like, you can. So, it's Everyone's telling you, you can do it. <laughs> this reminds me, actually, of... So, Lenore Thompson, who has written about type, like, yes. in her book the um, personality type and owner's manual or something. She has a really good metaphor and I don't know if she made it up or got it from somewhere, but it was Mm -hmm. the whole idea of like if all the 16 personality types enter a dark room and there's elephant and they each grab a different part or you can even say quadras with this. I love how she used that. (laughs) They're all going to be like dead sure of what it is and be completely wrong. Like one could be holding the nose, one Mm -hmm. is holding, just touching the back, Mm -hmm. one is touching the leg. And they're like, no, it's long and skinny. It's this. Or like, um, I, I can't remember how she said it, but like, 
it was like these examples of like perfectly reasonable assumptions that you would make if you were only aware of the nose mm-hmm. versus not the entire. And so I think that that is, that's it is that our perceptions are not accurate. And if you, it's like, it's not that we should gaslight ourselves and not trust ourselves, but we have to be aware. Like the possibility of being incorrect. Yeah, and I mean, I've started to do that too, where like in certain situations, I'll be like, well, what would this quadro do? Or what would this person do? And like, well, what's crazy is getting this to a more like micro level. Like, we're, I would say you are acutely aware though and open to being wrong. Mm -hmm. Which is what I think people misconceive because it's like if people assume or might assume that having a strong opinion makes that person difficult to change their mind. I would argue against that. I think it's very easy to change their mind, especially when you have a well-founded opinion. Like, if your opinion has more sense, why would they keep theirs? Then they would just be unreasonable, and that's not who they are. They're not unreasonable people. Like... Yeah, that's just dead dead wrong about me. Right? And it's just kind of... I mean, I I joke about this with Kat. Shout out to Kat, who I will somehow kidnap on this Mm -hmm. show as well. But, like... I choose to fight and argue with her when I need to and when I want to because it's fun for one thing and at the other time it's actually interesting to realize that ENFJs are willing to listen like people need to understand like they are definitely open to hearing your thoughts and how can they change you or like spark the the, you know the fire of change within you if they don't listen we want to be influenced by (laughs) we want to be influenced by you as well that's the thing that they don't don't understand you guys are charged by that (laughs) if we did if we differ if we differ greatly and fundamentally then there's probably something that you're getting that i'm not getting like if i'm holding the elephant's nose and you're holding the tail then like i want to know like about the tail like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm not like just assuming that what i know is all it's just it's the absolute opposite is true plus and it, ENFJs about... like what grow up already kind of having those developed communication skills like I just need to ask and tell yeah. and like deal with people <laughs> like... the thing that's interesting about inferior TI is like um, well I don't know if this is just inferior TI but like I well I always say like I don't always know but when I know I know mm-hmm. and you'll know when I know <laughs> sort of thing but like most things I don't know anything about and I'm totally content with not knowing like I don't need to have a reason for most things Mm -hmm. but whenever I ruminated on something for many months or even years it's gonna be it's not gonna be easy to change my mind because it's gonna have to go up against everything else I've gathered Mm mm-hmm but mm-hmm. it's not that I'm not going to try and refine and add what they have to say, you know. Mm-hmm. But but if you've believed something for several years, it's not going to change from one stranger on the internet. Yes. Like, why would it? My question with that, or my curiosity with that, is it because, to some extent, this person has inserted or integrated this belief system they have to the point where it became personal? That, like, the attack, Hmm. it would be perceived of as an attack, which is, to me, very fascinating because it's like, yes, you can make it personal. You can have, you are allowed to have a personal stake in certain things. What I don't agree with is the emotional component connected to that because it can be personal for you and you can have a vendetta. Why do you have to react and be weird about it? You know, it's like, well, something that I've (laughs) I've noticed too that I think might be 
sort of my lack of extroverted thinking mm-hmm. is that um, I don't really care if we have a logical consensus. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. And so I, I sometimes feel like people, whether if they're a actual TE user or just have more access to it than me, um, it's almost like they want everyone to agree logically, and I just don't value that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that they're wrong. I don't actually need to find the answer. What makes me laugh is I think a lot of folks might have might find that kind of difficult to marry that idea or that concept that you can disagree and also think that they're not wrong. It's like what? <laughs> That's a thing? And it's like, yes. Yeah, it's, it's called just an- my opinion. <laughs> it's called being like a normal person with a good control of the grayscale of human concepts. Like <laughs> it's just like there's there's no no proof that my opinion is any more right than theirs. Mm-hmm. I've like, actually heard this a lot from fellow betas. Kids are fantastic at this. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like you will fight for something... yours, but you will also fight for the right for that person to express theirs as well. Yeah. I mean, I believe if I believe in something, I'm going to want to explore it, but I never want to just mindlessly believe in something. Like, there are certain things that are more... Um, general and more easier to apply than others like if we were to say oh the fundamental energy behind humans is love like that's a lot more general and so it's easier to get everyone on board (laughs) or get everybody turned off (laughs) uh, but the more specific i get about that or something then it becomes more and more my hot take Mm. so that's kind of introverted thinking is it's like my opinion Mm. it's the more specific I go, the more... But if I share my TI, then there might be somebody else who feels the same way as I do, and they're just looking for a, a way of thinking about it that would be useful to them. Mm-hmm. And if they resonate with me and they heard what I said, then that can help them. You know, that's what I was thinking too, that um, like we mentioned before about how some folks do feel you know, that they don't have enough equipment to make it happen. And there's nothing wrong with finding a partner or finding a external source to back them up in that sense. I mean, mm-hmm. glad I feel like you'll gladly fill in that cup that they that's empty for them. Oh yeah. And what I don't really understand why I'm like this, but like for example, like with you know, the Amazon was burning, like there's political unrest, like there's school shootings, there's like all this bad stuff happening. I feel like a lot of people their instinct is to sort of fall into a hole and like sink in mm. but like for me my instinct is literally fuck this um i don't care if i get out alive but we need to do something because this is not okay yeah and it's so the I'm opposite gonna at least of minimizing do do. it's like you maximize yourself yeah. you grow into what needs to be done um what, i just sorry i just really wanted to say that it's like very people... applicational oh, go of ahead. What, I just wanted to say, like, it's such an application of beta values. Yeah. Like, this is the change. Like, we need to be the change. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry, what yeah. you were saying? <laughs> no one's gonna come down, and no one's gonna come down and save us because the thing is, is that um, the energy, like spiritual energy or whatever you want to call it, it's influencing me every day. It's influencing you every day, and so we have to listen to that. And that's what's going to save us. It's not going to be like Jesus coming down again and just waving a magic wand. This is what like, this is also we what are curious being inspired me. every day. Is like, is are people waiting? Then is that what it is? Like they're just waiting for a savior 
waiting for um, somebody that's just going to be an answer. I think that that's why Trump was elected in America is because he was different. He was new. He said he wanted to make America great. Like people kind of were like, you know what? We've never had anything like this before, but we just need a change. That's why Bernie was so well liked too. Like, Mm. it's like, you know what? We just need something different than the other guy. Yeah. I I would I would say I I can definitely follow that train of thought because it's like why if you've been waiting for so long it is also, it's almost like I'm having a break and like I'm having a brain fart with my any it's just like if you're waiting for so long it's just it's almost like you become what is it desperate is that the word I'm looking for it's like mm-hmm. you'll just pick whatever is there and um or not just that it's more like you are more likely to accept. Um, the quick fix solution. You're more likely to accept a kind of solution. Um, And I see this in personal development and even typology or any sort of life coach that there are always going to be people that are like, you know what, I can save you. I have the answer. And if anyone ever says I can save you, like they're lying to you. Because the answer is you have to save yourself. Yeah. 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 And that's a trick. That's manipulated. That's that's manipulative. It's almost like trying to pin opinion. pin themselves as somehow the the answer, as the individual yes. is the answer. But then that's yeah, exactly. It's the lie that we're being taught that a human is what we're relying on. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. And I think people misconceive that they might be thinking that you are also trying to be the human responsible. You're just a catalyst. Exactly. And that's so stupid because there's literally nothing I refuse to do that. Yeah, for the people like listen, it's like this girl just wants to be a catalyst. She's not actually here to be like worship. That's not how it works. Yeah, if you worship me, I, I actually don't like when people. I mean, like, obviously, like for example, like if I was looking to be worshipped or be a savior, I would be acting like way, way different. Mm. Well, like obviously, but like I have a lot of people in my. In my DMs, I have a lot of people that reach out, and it's not that I don't want don't want to reach out to everyone, but like, here's what I'll say: is that I, a huge moral that I have is that I don't want, I don't like when certain self development people will intentionally sort of prey on vulnerable people mm-hmm. and act as though they can help more than they actually can, mm-hmm. and sort like of like false get their promise, hopes up. almost, yeah. It's like I can only help in the way that I know how. And if that doesn't work for you, then I find something else. Because there's like I, a like, lack I, of proper investment in that. You're not investing, you're, you're taking. You're not actually like there's, hoping. <laughs> there's people that reach out that have mental health issues or they want to discuss something in their life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a therapist. I can't do that. But if I wanted to be worshipped, I would probably... Um, milk that attention but i don't milk it at all i really don't mm-hmm. in fact i'm pretty detached and hard to get a hold of which is a good thing because i think we've we've i think you and i possibly have mentioned it in our lifetime that if you do have a mental illness or you feel like you have some kind of problem mm-hmm. that you feel like would require a lot of help like please like reach out and find yourself like a like a, a practitioner of the mental arts like you know, that's there is no stigma from us. Wished. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's something that I've kind of wished that I can be better at is like having sort of a bridge of like if that were to happen, 
be like go here mm. because, something that would be no effort for me I had, well I mean we know a person like he actually works as a crisis line um, which is really interesting um, and he's mm. an ENFP and it's just like you know like I, I wish that we have more of those in, in, in life because it's like we need um, like people need to understand like there are resources out there like we are like we are here to help you like better yourself like as a like i say as an individual as a content creator whatever um i personally believe that society is so messed up and that a lot of mental illness is just a natural emotional reaction to how the fact that the system's not working and most people like should probably need therapy like we oh we've been faced it right having been in this kind of online community like this is a thing like it's rampant for us i feel like people are hiding behind the screen and they express mm-hmm. themselves when you really like from us i guess on our end we kind of definitely feel that this person needs a lot of help like yeah and it's kind of and sad see, i would say like, there isn't so any afraid. yeah sorry oh i'm just saying i'm so afraid of i don't want to be worshipped i i mean that's that sounds like hell to me like that's not something that I would be proud of or worthy of. To me, that seems like I'm not seen correctly. Like mm-hmm. again, another misunderstanding in a different form. I mean, we've. I mean, look at all the NFJs in history, right? Like there are people who are exactly. devoted followers. Which fine, you know, you resonate with their belief system and their thought process, and you want to go for it, and that's okay. So you know, I was actually so pleasantly surprised when I did my LA meetup. Um, workshop thing oh yeah yeah everyone that came everyone that came you know was very like well spoken had i had ideas of their own were very respectful i was so happy about that it was not a oh my god we love you megan sort of thing which i was kind of afraid of because i don't want that like shout out to derek if you're listening mm-hmm. um this is just sort of a side note but this was just like oh yeah i like um listen to your podcast like almost every day on your way on my way to work and and i was like happy that someone listened but it also wasn't like oh my god i listened to your podcast it was just like almost like just sort of like low-key like oh yeah haha i listen to it a lot (laughs) like so like a normal person like being treating me like a completely normal person and that's amazing that's all you ask that's all. Yeah, that's all I ask. It's all I ask to have me, like, like this, normal person to start a conversation. Like literally, it's just a spark, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I can tell. Like another reason why I definitely don't want to be worshipped, and I, it's like if so, it there, it comes with expectation, and also, oh, that's what reminds me of what I was going to say earlier. Okay, so you know how I was saying that some people might go within themselves because of how shitty the world is, and mm-hmm. that for me, mm-hmm. I want to change it? Mm-hmm. What really pisses me off is when people misperceive my energy as though um, I'm unaffected, or as though I'm yes. happy, yep. Yep. or as that I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not happy. from what I understand, like, or from what I'm getting, you are deeply affected by it. Oh, yeah. I still... The thing is, is that I so don't want to be in this world right now, but I also truly believe that there's no way out. Mm-hmm. The only way out is through. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to go through at the best that I can. And, you know, that actually sort of ties into what I was saying about the worship thing is that if someone is acting as though I have more capabilities than them, then they're wrong. 
Mm-hmm. And also they can't see me for my flaws. Because it's almost an intentional blinding of their own eyes. In a sense. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, from what I'm getting at, is like... Yeah, like they, they completely forget that they're talking to just a human. Like this person's... Like it's just, you're just a yeah, nice person trying to help. And it's like... <laughs> If someone can't be with my flaws, then that's very dangerous to me. That makes me not feel safe. Mm-hmm. I get so I get really worried to too, actually. Like that. Especially when you like, especially when you have friends who almost are too eager to. I wouldn't oh, say too yeah. eager to compliment or whatever, and that's fine, um, because we all need it every now and then. But it's just to the point where you know you start referring to them in a certain way, or you start like you know it becomes a different way of acting when they're around you. It's like why. You know, I don't demand this from you. I just, I'm friends mm-hmm. with you because you're you, you know, and you see me for me. I don't yeah. need you to change your perception of me just because things have changed or whatever. Like, that's, those are all minuscule mm-hmm. details that make no, like, that aren't really part of the bigger thing, you know, not part of the bigger picture or whatever. Also, I haven't always been this way. Like, I feel like the more I've worked on myself, and tried to I the more I've tried to stop enabling people that were trying to take and instead um preserve that energy for myself, I feel more and more people want to take and more people want a piece of whatever. Isn't my that the irony is. of it all? Like just <laughs> Yeah by choosing to withdraw, suddenly it's like the space it needs to be filled and then you pull everybody in. <laughs> yeah, but also in college in college it was not that way. Um I didn't work on, I didn't, I was not glowing, I guess you could say. I was wanting to prove to people that I was worth something. Mm-hmm. I wasn't making my own energy. I didn't know how to make my own energy. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, well, actually, though, it kind of fits in with the theory, too, because you'd be seeking it somewhere else, right? <laughs> yeah, and I guess. I don't know, like, I didn't have people weirdly projecting onto me or trying to worship me or trying to hate me in college because I wasn't that sort of person to attract that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. By the way, Megan, thank I you. Know. I think this was such a, like, an interesting, like, we we went there, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we went hard. I feel it's funny because, like, by the time we got to this, I'm, like, noticing by the second half here, like, we actually went, like, went for it like, i think the ni like kicked in like real hard gear and it was super funny mm-hmm. um and funny in a good mm-hmm. way because i'm amused and i'm also very inspired <laughs> thank you let's put it that way i'll give you i'll give you your little catalytic moment here and be like oh thanks for your fire okay <laughs> but yeah. actually before um that's the thing or oh, go ahead no sorry what were you gonna say i guess my main takeaway is that all I really want is to be seen, and I can count on one hand on most days, like, how many people actually see me, even the ones that I love the most. Mm. Um, and I'm see always, as this is tr- your most authentic self, right? Your truest, most real yeah. self. Yeah. I don't know if this is a two thing or an ENFJ thing, but it's like, I feel like people, I really don't like when people inflate their own power in comparison to me, whether that it comes in the form of worship or hatred. It's the same thing. It's like they think that for whatever reason I have power over them and I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I guess it kind of minimizes the fact that I have flaws, I have struggles, and I have pain. And um, I don't know. I I don't know why. <sighs> 
if this makes sense, but it's like I just feel like nobody sees me for like my darkness and what I'm going through. So, which I think is a curse and a price to pay when you think about it. Um, not that it's yeah. in, not that it's inevitable or anything, but it's good having had to say that because I would say there are a lot of misconceptions, especially um, not just yourself, but like I think like with a lot of other ENFJs um, and Type Twos, it's like this thing where they assume that these folks are just fine. Or they're just okay, or they're just coasting through life. But that's not true because you don't see when the doors close and the window blinds, you know, shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, no one knows what goes down. And if we're going to assume that these people are amazing, we have to also assume that they're probably going through a rough time also. Like, both yeah. have to be true because they're humans. Like, we aren't 100% all the time. <laughs> it's like the phrase, like, ignorance is bliss. I sort of feel like. People view FE doms as like, since you're not a thinker, you're TI so low that you must be too stupid to <laughs> realize, to not realize. Oh, I wish, right? <laughs> I wish we didn't have yeah. all this. Like, as, as a person with low thinking as well, it's like, I wish we had, like, probably a little bit higher thinking, probably would have done us some good, maybe. I feel like but... you also probably can relate to, like, um, just because you might seem happy all the time doesn't mean that that's like actually like it doesn't mean that you are blind to the fact that they're suffering and that things suck yeah no it's it's funny because like as a seven it's it's almost easy for me to disengage and switch to positive all the time um and think that and i think it, it definitely frustrates other people who expect a reaction out of me that's a little more somber or solemn because i can't give them that reaction at the same time, like you said, it's, you know, I am definitely aware of the darker <laughs> things in life. I'm actually not even, like, I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't say that I'm avoidant necessarily. Um, although, as my personal growth pattern to share with you today, um, I have been practicing a form of radical honesty where I just have to admit that I'm in pain. And just accept mm. that. Because I don't do that. Like, I, I get uncomfortable when that happens. So, like, when things hurt me... Or when I'm scared, I'll just right away admit it to myself. And it's like a shocking mm. thing that my mind kind of goes into like anti-paralysis paralysis loop. And it's like, what the heck are you doing? You're revealing yourself. Oh no, you're weak. And then you realize, no, you're not. You're just, you just have a bad conception, like perception of yourself. Like you just mm. admit that you are in pain. Like you're crying. Cry. You're in, like, you know, you're sad. Go ahead. When you can name your emotions like that, it can help you find the way to a solution more i would say so like uh, by giving myself to that like arresting letting myself be arrested to the emotion that's going on um i think i had this discussion with crystal actually um before where it feels like a release and it feels good afterwards to realize that having this pent-up emotion is good to have a leak every now and then because then you don't Mm -hmm. explode and you don't hurt the people you love around you I thing. cry all the time, but weirdly, when I cry, it like only lasts a few minutes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, or, or like a few seconds. Like my friend, or, like, like there's I, a friend like a, who she doesn't cry to anybody except like her closest people, and like, mm-hmm. and I think, and she's also remember she's a two, so people like assume that she has everything together, but you I know, tear be... up constantly. I never ball. I never lose it, but I'll just like let it flow and then like move on in a couple minutes. So professional. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make a joke about it because I'm an ugly crier. So it's there's this one time I did where I like looked in front of the mirror and started crying just to see if I would 
make fun of myself and I did. <laughs> oh my god. Things you do as a seven, right? Things you do when you want to like experiment with pain. It's it's weird. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, actually, I hate to cut it so short. You probably should go. Um I love mm-hmm. it how I say cut it so short. We've been actually talking for almost an hour and a half. <gasps> I know. Yeah. I know. Isn't it crazy? It's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, Crystal's got her sleep, so I'm going to go wake her up. <laughs> but anyways, before before we like completely go off thing, my last mm-hmm. little tidbit is, um, since we did give our little final thoughts on this whole concept of change and transformation and what we need to become and everything, which is amazing to have to talk to with an ENFJ, um, also want to mention, like, I will put in the description, like, if you want to follow Megan and, like, see mm-hmm. her, her journey, you know, and see her and see her message. Literally, her YouTube is, like, right there and, like, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, her podcast is also there. I mean, she also has a podcast and she also babbles. Um, actually, let me rephrase that with a TI. That she is more, I don't know, vulnerable on her podcast well she had that one episode which i thought was really cool (laughs) and i don't know weirdly i'm more vulnerable now too like i mean i don't know i'm just like i'm doing some stretches and i like smell really bad and i need a shower (laughs) and it's like you know she's a human everybody no pressure pressure. i'm just like stretching my knees so i don't get arthritis Girl, we're the same age. Like, arthritis. Um, I know, but whenever I was in high school, I, like, did tennis, and then I, like, realized that I fucked up my knees because I had flat this is, feet. And this so is, I'm pretty like, much, a mood. <laughs> my bone. I'm, like, 25. Like, I'm probably going to, like, my bones are going to break Have you considered, years, like, yoga or Pilates stretch. or any of those? I seriously need to. Like, transcendental like, supposed- states or whatever. I was supposed to go to uh, physical therapy and then my parents' insurance didn't afford it. And when I was like 15, they were like, you just need to do stretches. And I was like, okay. And I haven't. Or so befriend like, really a massage friend if you can find one, like a masseur or a masseuse or a physical therapist. Like befriend yeah, my, one. My business partner says that when we start doing our digital marketing stuff, that when she when we pay ourselves, that we're going to be automatically taking out for a massage. Yes. Every month. <laughs> yes. Like, okay. Well, knowing you as being this holistic person yourself, like get the whole mm-hmm. package, like the acupuncture, the. Oh, I've been no, wanting or whatever. For... Like my, I mean, yeah. it's it's SI wizardry basically. Chakra cleansing. Like my mom's been through acupuncture. She's telling me all of these SI Ew. things that she's survived and that things have been helping her. I'm like, okay, interesting. Okay, SI dom. Like you tell me what your powers are like. Um, but anyways, mm-hmm. yes, follow her okay. on all the links. I will have it all in the description. Um, and for everybody there, this is yeah, this is Megan. This is what an ENFJ breeze looks like smells like <laughs> yeah could be lucky you can't smell from over the phone this is the greatest the best part about the medium like okay let me be real i'm, I'm in a bathrobe right now and i'm still in my pjs like this is life right and i'm having like i have my half-eaten breakfast and like a cup of coffee my second cup of coffee like we're just humans talking and yeah you know, and i appreciate it and... if anybody would listen and just be a part of this little gig that you know hey be part of the conversation that life is happening we're just two nfs making it work from two different angles yeah, and two different just... like quadras heck right like it's really... yeah but anyways thank you so yeah, much and I Megan. Think that the mo- one wait, last thing yes sorry. one last thing sorry i'm like wait <laughs> wait wait yes i also just think it serves as an example and how you are trying to stretch your brain to understand different quadras and different functions and 
I mean, I'm trying to do the same, and it's it serve especially like I guess subscribe to Nate's podcast <laughs> because when you hear those discussions, you can sort of hear like how it sounds to try and bri- make a build a bridge to whoever else is talking oh, yeah. from a different angle. I mean, before anyway, I even get yeah. onto the whole Delta thing, like we're just hopelessly hopeless. Like, why are we even alive? So this is. I helping. don't know why betas are alive either. Yeah, you guys are like except. Okay, anyways, I'm like, <laughs> we can go on and on and <laughs> Gotta on. Go. Gotta go. That's the <laughs> best part about it. But anyways, thank you guys so much. I actually would like to say thank that I'm you. actually gonna divide this episode in two, because Ooh, yeah, yeah, I'll divide it in two it. and I'll upload it on the same week, you know, within Ooh. the same week from each other, so that way, like, it's it's still fresh in everybody's mind. Um, okay. And also, I don't want to up, you know, overwhelm anybody with like an hour and a half of conversation. So stay oh, tuned yeah. for that. Um, yeah, and... chop it up and give me a good headline. Ex- Ooh, that's a good point. So yeah, and that will happen. And I guess I'll have you guys, the rest of the listeners, till next time. I actually hope to have Megan again at some point. Kidnap her yeah. again for another yeah. interesting conversation because this mm-hmm. is very fun. That was like, Yay! I don't know, I feel, I feel like alive again. Which I usually do from a lot of my guests. You're the up. next Tim Ferriss. Oh my- <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not doing that now. We just talked. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys uh-huh. so much. And have a good day. Enjoy yourself. Make it happen. Don't do drugs unless you need to. <laughs> like It's legal in California. <laughs> oh, and Canada, clearly. So there's All that. Right. So whatever works, whatever floats your boat. Anyways, have a good time. And All thank right, you again, bye. Megan. All right, bye. Bye.